Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired police sergeant. For the latest news articles and much more, check out our website, letradioshow.com. In the Law Enforcement Today show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, first responders, their families, their community, and victims of horrendous crimes. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Our page is Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Check out the daily articles on our website, letradioshow.com. And while you're there, download our free app. The Law Enforcement Today Show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Many are using the term epidemic to describe the current problem of drug and or alcohol abuse in the United States. Virtually everyone we know has been negatively impacted by this problem. Yet for so many that are experiencing the devastating effects of drug and or alcohol abuse, they don't know who to turn to for help. Who can we trust to care for our loved ones? Transformations Treatment Center is one of the most respected, ethical, and professional drug and alcohol treatment centers in the world with a strong focus on individualized care, offering a wide range of holistic, specialized, and medically supervised treatment programs. We know that many of you have questions. Take the time to call Transformations Treatment Center for the answers. 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Or go online to transformationstreatment.center. Calling us from the Phoenix, Arizona area, we have Kevin Jackson on the phone. Kevin is a host of, I like to think of as like a, uh, a radio colleague. He's a host of the Black Sphere radio show. The man has done so much stuff. I'll let him tell you. Kevin, thanks for being a guest on the show. Very much appreciated. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I know the show is typically uh, mostly law enforcement officers or victims of crime, and obviously I'm, I'm neither of those. Well, I'm a victim of a, the crime that's happened here recently with the theft of this election. Yeah. But outside of that, I'm not a victim of crime. So, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. One of the things I really like about you, and, and for the benefit of people listening, we've been trying a long time to make this happen. Uh, Kevin is, is one of the busiest guys in the radio business. And for those who think that we do a show, we're on for four and out the door uh, in the music business. It's not <laughs> like that at all. And with syndicated radio shows, I'm telling you, the work never ends, does it? Oh, it, it is so complicated. I don't think people get it. Now, the part that makes it easy is there's so much to talk about. And law enforcement, for example, let's face it, we've watched over the decades the idea around law enforcement changed dramatically. And as you know, I made a film called Bleeding Blue. And our, when we talk about the film, we went back to the days of black and white where the police was ingrained in society. He ate ice cream with people. Everybody knew that officer that worked the neighborhood. And now we're at a point where people want to kill you. They cannot stand you if you wear a uniform. They forget the human side of who you are, that somebody's just out there doing a job. But that's what's happened. And that transition that's occurred is the reason why let's face it our job is somewhat easy if it's not defund the police it's some some idiotic notion that everybody should be able to come into the country without any laws governing that it's the idea that they should be able to take a job from somebody with nobody caring about it it's the idea that many of these people now are being protected by different municipalities who will let them out who won't even charge them with crimes crimes that, that are certainly for citizens but they'll let them out because they don't want to issue ICE detainers because it doesn't fit the political narrative. 
I mean, we've got we've got this insane world. So the I, I, I hate to say this, the good news is there's so much insanity in the world that it actually does make our job somewhat easy. There's so much to talk about. I was talking with another radio person just the other day, and he's like, I don't, I, he was painting the end of times because of the election. I was like, look, I'm not happy about the election for a lot of reasons, and I don't do a partisan political show, but I, I can tell you this. What are my options? Quit or continue to do what I'm doing to be successful? I'm going to continue doing what I need to do to be successful. We've got to tell these stories, and it doesn't really matter who's in office. I'm going to do what i got to do. Well, the, the, you know, here's the thing about life. Life goes on. Yeah, you know, it does. Um, you, we, you may have had a death in the family. We all grieve, but guess what? That once the funeral is over, your life has to go on the way it was. So, you know, whether you – I remember back in 2008, people were talking about, oh, my God, we're, it's over with Obama. We're going to lose Supreme Court justices. And I, I talked many people off the ledge. I said, look, our democratic republic is set up in such a way that no one man should be able to influence right. that. Right. We're going to get through it. And We've we been did. through so in many. In 2016, every Obama's election, and, and again, I'm not trying to be political on the show, because I know you have different political ilk. I happen to be a pragmatist. I don't care whether you're a Republican or Democrat. If you say or do something stupid, I will call you out for it. Yeah. So in this particular case, I knew Barack Obama wasn't going to be a successful president because he doesn't believe in the ideology. Let me put it a way that hopefully the, the listeners can understand. There is a view that comes from the average law enforcement officer. You understand human nature and all that, but you also understand you have a role to do. And the only way for you to do that role successfully is for you to treat everybody the same. As much as I'm pro-cop, if I got pulled over and there's a warrant out for my arrest, I'm getting arrested, I'm getting booked. There's a process that every law enforcement jurisdiction would go through. They don't care how great I am. They don't care I made a movie that was quote-unquote pro-cop. They got to do it by the book. And I respect that because that's what makes society civil. So going back to Obama, he gets elected, probably the most popular guy on the planet in 2008. And what happens? He leads into the election of Trump. What did people want? They got tired of the guy that talked a lot. They wanted somebody that did it. They wanted a guy that took a piece of land and built a big, beautiful building or a golf course or a resort. And he came in, and in my honest, pragmatic opinion, I wouldn't care whether he was a Democrat. I'd be singing his praises because my taxes went down. I felt like America was exporting what I believe is Americanism. And you know what Americanism represents? The best of everything. We have the best law enforcement in the world. You want to know why? Because we follow the rule of law. That's why. We have people that believe that you can achieve anything in this country if you want, but if you screw it up, we're going to put you in prison. That's absolutely right. And that's the way it should be. It, you hit on so many things. Back when I was policing, Kevin, I policed in Baltimore, and I was brought up on you treat everybody with respect until they change the tone of the conversation, especially if you've got to go into their own house. Now, it doesn't matter what walk of life they're in, you treat everybody that way. And one of the things we'd always say is if it, a car stop, for example, and you get the, do you know who I am? And that's the first thing you should never say to a cop, ever. Because we don't care who you are. As a matter of fact, you just made it worse. I wasn't going to give you a ticket. Now I'm definitely going to give you a ticket. Because now I know who you are. Right. It, just, it, it's, it was very simple. You know, I'm here to help you out. I'm not here to, to kiss you, you know what. I'll do whatever I can to, to solve the problem. 
but we don't put our hands on each other. And if you do, it's going to get ugly and it'll be over very fast. Uh, let me tell you, the, the simplest thing that people talk about, especially in the black community, you know, being black, they, they, there's this whole, this whole thing of there's the talk, right? The talk oh, that yeah. black people give to their kids when dealing with police versus what white people give. Let me tell you what the talk is that I give to my kids, that I give to my friends, that I give to myself. And I, I, didn't, I didn't have to have to talk to myself. I know this just, I learned this inherently. When you are approached by a police officer, you're being approached by a human being who's doing one of the toughest jobs in the world, a job that 99.999999% of this country wouldn't do if you put a gun to their head. So the first thing you want to do is respect their humanity, this, and the idea that they want to do their job to the best of their ability and go home. And with that, it means you make sure they understand you are going to follow the letter of the law. Hands-on steering wheel, not reaching for anything. How are you doing, officer? Let me tell you, I can tell you how I got out of every situation dealing with law enforcement and how, as a black man in America, Jay, I happen to still be alive with multiple encounters with police. They come up to me and you know what they generally say? Uh, Sir, uh, I need to see your driver's license and your registration. Sure thing. Can I reach in here? Can I do this? Yes. They give it to me. I mean, they give me permission. I get it to them. Then they say, do you know what you were doing? Yes, sir. I was speeding. And that's it. Yes, sir. By I the did way, this. Let me because go for I a break. We are talking with Kevin Jackson. Kevin is a syndicated radio host, host of the Black Sphere radio show, also producer of Bleeding Blue. The place to be online is our Facebook page. Do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today radio show. You'll get access to unique news articles, editorials, and so much more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Countless people and their families suffer from the devastating effects of substance abuse, addiction, and or alcoholism. World-class help and assistance is available at Transformations Treatment Center. Recovery starts with a phone call. Call Transformations Treatment Center at 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Or for more information, go online to transformationstreatment.center. Are you wondering where you can find more great podcasts? Head to letradioshow.com, click Be Heard, and discover other fantastic podcasts like this one. Also available on our free app, all at letradioshow.com. Back to our conversation with Kevin Jackson on the Law Enforcement Today Show. I've got a couple points of correction. He is a syndicated talk show host. His show called The Kevin Jackson Show, and his movie is called bleeding blue movie which we'll discuss in a moment kevin you've been all over news everywhere and in a lot of ways i try to mirror what you've been doing radio with what i do granted it's a slightly different format but you learn from people who are really good at what they do if you don't you're, you're kind of a fool before we went to break you started talking about the talk you get the talk about how to handle yourself when you're stopped by police. I got that talk when I started driving when I was 16. And since I was uh, a military brat, a Navy brat, the rules were different on base. And my parents gave me the talk about how to deal with military police, that it was different. Uh, And I had to be more respectful and careful because the rules were a lot different. So you talked about that. And I just want people to get the idea the mistaken idea that had that the talk only happens in African-American communities. I got it. I gave it to my kids. And I, I've also had to talk about 
what kind of stuff you tolerate from people, what you don't. You know, right. I, the, the talk is the talk. Exactly. The talk is when you're approached by a law enforcement officer, you listen. You follow the rules. They, they have the, one of the most difficult jobs in the world and don't make it more difficult. Here's the deal in the black community. I don't, I don't use the term African-American, but here's okay. the deal in the black community. In the black community, you get street cred if you talk smack to a cop. So if you're accosted by a cop in the black community, I want you to understand that it is the reason why you see the level of interactions of blacks with cops and how they end up getting shot is it's a badge of honor to resist. It's a badge mm-hmm. of honor to tell a cop F you and all the other things that happen. In the normal world, the kids is approached by a police officer, they have a bit of fear. They're told, you know, it's like, oh, here's a person of authority. In the black community, it's all, no, 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 I, I get my opportunity to show how big and how bad I am in my neighborhood. Now, outside of the neighborhood, they don't do that unless somebody's filming. Then they'll film it. And it's a cop asking for very simple stuff. Why, why'd you pull me over? You pulled me over because I'm black. Now I pulled you over because your taillight's busted. Right. You know, but no, everything's got to become you know, congressional hearings because a cop wants to do his job and get you back on the road. So what we end up with is lawlessness, because I was with a group of police officers in Cleveland, and it got, the, one of the sergeants told me, he says, Kev, if you're black here, we practically, you practically have to make me give you a ticket. He goes, I have been cursed out now that to have a nice day, have a nice day. And he goes, I don't pull you over for a stu- anything that I will pull over a regular, just a you know, normal human being. I'm not pulling you over black because I don't want to deal with your mouth. Well, guess what happens when cops no longer have these basic interactions? Hey, your taillight's out, your brake light's this, or your car's smoking, is it going to pass inspection and all this? The world gets more dangerous for everybody. But that's what's happening all over this country because everybody wants hands off. And, and that's a problem, because what it means is, and, and let's face it, in the black community, people don't believe in the rule of law. Why? Because we've been put in situations where we're lawbreakers. Uh, I, I, I made this comment, and people got mad at me one time on a leftist radio show. I said, if you're black in America, for the most part, you've got to hustle. Whether you're doing hair on the side, whether you're selling bootleg DVDs, whether you, you know, whatever, you've got to hustle. And that hustle could land you in federal prison because you're hustling, you're selling watches or whatever, and you're not paying taxes on it. And you're getting it from somebody who's probably ripped off something from somewhere else. So everybody's got this hustle. And, the, and you've, been, you've been cordoned into these, quote, black neighborhoods. You're doing illegal things. And then you get mad when the cops come in or the feds come in because somebody's narked on you. And the person who narked on you wasn't a white person. It was somebody who didn't like you. It was somebody who didn't want to pay, who, who you sold some bad drugs to, who said, I'm going to get you caught up. So these are the things that happen. It's a whole different ecosystem in the black community, and we want to blame somebody else for it. Well, you can't do that. I, I don't know that people comprehend that. Now, I, I do know this. Uh, when I graduated from the police academy, and I really thought I knew what was going on, Kevin, it turns out I had no idea. I knew the book smarts, that was it, but as far as learning how to deal with people, I, I had really no concept. And I was assigned to one of the toughest parts of Baltimore, and it was a big shock. And when you backtracking the conversation about how I get street cred is by disrespecting or being confrontational with police, people... I remember the first time they said to me, oh, 
he's just selling wolf tickets. And I was like, I have no idea what they're talking about. I had, <laughs> I had to ask people afterwards, what does that mean, by the way? Oh, oh, it means he was disrespecting you. He was calling you out your name. All these other things. And we learned, look, there were very simple rules. You can be angry. You can you can mouth off. You can do whatever you want to do. And I always say, you know, tough talk doesn't make a tough man. That That's fine. But if you go out of your way to disrespect me in front of everybody, where they can see, and this is a post I have to work every day, I'm not going to let that slide. Right. Exactly. And, and you will rue the day, because someday you'll be doing something wrong, and you'll want a break, and guess what? I'll have a long memory. I don't have to, I don't have to bend the rules to get you today. I'll get you someday. Exactly. And, 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 and look, as I said, tough job. I, I, I challenge people to watch this, this show, Chicago PD. The, the cop there, the, I forget the guy's name who plays it, but you, you'll know who he is, and you may watch it. But he's always got extra money that he's gotten out of evidence. He's got extras. I mean, he does, and he does things to help people in the community with this stuff. He's always hanging out with the criminal element, making deals with the criminal element so, things, so crimes can get solved and things like this. People have no concept of how if you're on the clean side, you know, the, the, the right side of the law, you still got to go get dirty, man. And, yeah. and it takes a special personality to not get dirty and stay dirty. And so it's a tough job. I mean, at every level, even when you look at the bureaucracy involved with the, the governor or the mayor and the police chief and the citizen review boards and all this other stuff. And let me tell you something. Cop kills somebody, million-dollar settlement. Perp kills a cop, what does his wife get? A flag. Yeah. The perp doesn't have to pay the cop. The, the, nobody gets paid. If a perp kills another person, another citizen, is there, is there a multi-million-dollar settlement? No. There's a funeral, and there's, oh, get another you know, black-on-black crime unsolved, or whether it's solved or not, who cares? But nobody's getting paid. But a cop kills somebody black, Somebody's getting paid, whether the they need where, to get paid or not. It's I, I, become the lotto. It, it has, and for some people, and some cities, they, they treat it that way. Look, we'll pay you hush-hush money, but yet when someone like Jeffrey Epstein does it, it's a big, oh, that's horrible that they do that sort of thing. And when we come back, we're talking with Kevin Jackson, host of the Kevin Jackson Show, also a producer of Bleeding Blue Movie. This is the Law Enforcement Day Show. We're going to talk about... Something I hate. I hate the term black on black crime and much more. You can listen to the show as a podcast for free. That's right. 100% free. Just go to letradioshow.com. Click the Be Heard tab. You'll find us there. Or do a Google search for a Law Enforcement Today podcast. Be sure to subscribe today. Remember, it's free. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Reports indicate that 30% or more of our law enforcement, first responders, and military veterans are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder and related issues. The Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center offers world-class solutions. Got questions? They've got the answers at the Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online help at helpforourheroes.com. Be sure to like them on Facebook. Search for Help for Our heroes. Attention real estate investors. Do you need cash immediately? If you own one or multiple rental properties, you can use your equity to get cash out fast. The best part is we don't need tax returns or even a good credit score. At America's Loan Source, we are not a bank and we don't have bank rules. We make the decisions to loan you money and there's no limit how much we can give you. 
Some clients have gotten as much as $500,000 or more within days. Use the money any way you want. If you own one rental property or a hundred and COVID has left you in a cash crunch, we can help you turn your equity into fast cash. Call now for details and close in as little as 10 days and get the cash you need. 800-296-1242. That's 800-296-1242. Back to our conversation with Kevin Jackson, host of the Kevin Jackson Show, syndicated radio show, also producer of the movie Bleeding Blue Movie. Before we end the break, Kevin, you made a point, and this is a phrase, there's a lot of them nowadays that really get under my skin, but one is <laughs> black on black crime. And the reason I say that, look, I worked in, in areas of Baltimore that were predominantly black. It didn't matter what color the victim was, they were still a victim. And they were being victimized at rates that were incredible. I. I still remember people saying, I can't have my kids play out front or even be on a stoop or the porch past four o'clock because all the, the drug slingers come out. Guns, bullets, everything else. So we had to go inside. And people sleep in bathtubs. And that's not a reflection of what they look like or, or their ethnicity or their skin color or race or whatever. They're victims and they're held hostage in their own neighborhoods. Here's the deal, Jay. So the, you're right. Crime is crime. We shouldn't be talking about it that way. But here's the reason why we talk about it. Because, because we're told black lives matter. Right. Right? But if you say white lives matter, then you get beat up or you get fired. Or I'm considered a racist if I say something like that. It, well, it, ra- what's racist is black lives matter, first of all. But the reason, so when you say black lives matter, the first thing I think was if they matter so much, then why is there such a high level of, of crime, of black on black crime? in black neighborhoods. Now, their argument is, well, there's a lot of white-on-white crime. Yeah, but it's lower than black, number one. And we are, given that 50% of the crime is being done by roughly 3 to 4% of the population, which is mostly black, you don't try to get me off kilter here, because you want to tell me black lives matter, when at the same time, I know the level of crime that is in black neighborhoods. I know snitches get stitches. I know that people are covering up for, for the crimes being committed, and you won't, people won't testify against the perp that actually gets caught in a host of other things. So the reason why we bring it up is because you want to ignore it. You want to pretend that it doesn't exist. It, not only does it exist, it exists in a per capita, per rata ratio higher than any other ethnicity. Right. And I'm not going to ignore it. And, and what you want people to believe is that police are willy-nilly coming into black neighborhoods looking to make trouble for blacks. That is not the case. The reason why they're coming there is because there's more crime in those neighborhoods and they're being forced to go there. If you ask a police, would you rather police the white side of town that's got the big houses and the mansions and you're just cruising through the neighborhood going, I hope to live there one day, or you want to go cruise through some area, the worst place in Baltimore? I, I guarantee you I know the answer. Unless you're a thrill seeker, you want nothing to do with those areas of town because you're running the risk of not going home to your family. So black-on-black crime is a legitimate thing to talk about. We wouldn't be talking about it if politicians didn't politicize the job that law enforcement has to do. Why is it that a white guy can get killed in the very same circumstances as a black guy and he will not get any settlement? 
But if a black guy gets killed resisting arrest, shooting at cops, fighting with cops, they're still going to give him millions of dollars. Now, that's ridiculous. That's colorizing law enforcement in a way we have to, to enforce the law. And that is patently ridiculous. It shouldn't be allowed. I don't care what color you are. Well, color is a fact. It's not a factor. Here's an example. If I had a, a vehicle accident that resulted in a death, rainy road conditions, they could be factors in the incident and the death. The, the color of someone's skin is a fact, but quite often it's not a factor in why someone's robbed or killed exactly. or something else. And people got to stop treating mm-hmm. it. Is it, if, is it a factor? I, I'll go back this way. This makes too much sense for a lot of people to handle. In my police career, I was shot at four different times by four young men. All these men had all been prior arrests, prior convictions, and not one of them shot at me because I was an old white police officer at the time or a young white police officer. They shot at me to avoid apprehension. They didn't shoot at me because they color my skin. But right. It rolls reverse. You shot it's, at any cop, no matter what color he was, right. because you were between them and freedom. Right. And if I shot at them, guarantee it'd be about my race. But that, and that's why I come back to the politicization of a job that is already highly politicized. It's got enough politics in it without anybody adding the race factor or the gender factor or the, the sexuality factor or any of these other nonsensical things that we seem to be so hung up on. But listen, I, know, I don't know how much time we have in this segment, so okay. I want to segue to the film. Why did I do this? I don't have any real connection to law enforcement other than I used to train them in martial arts, especially Tompa tactics. When you guys carried, you went away from the nightstick and you started carrying what's called a Tompa. It has the little handle on it. Right. And I'm a martial arts expert and a weapons expert, so that's what I would, got involved with police. And I, was, I went to military school, so I have the continence of a police officer. People see me go, were you a police officer or were you a military? That's the thing they say. Because I, you know, I live my life by that code. I'm the guy that it, even I'm a, I've never been in either you know military or the police. I run to the to the to the problem. I'm not the guy running and ducking. I'm the one. I see the gun. I'm gonna go take the gun away from the guy, whether I have a gun or not. It's just my nature. And so what happened was, as I was watching this whole scenario develop around policing under Obama, I said, you know what? If we let this go, we will have a society that's uninhabitable where people just don't care. People just walk up, shoot people for no reason. They rob you, they rape you, they do whatever they want to you because they want it. We have to get in in front of this, and we have to start teaching people that the police are not necessarily bad. Now, that being said, in my film, we have mafia cop. We talk about bad policing, police that are on the take, you name it. But we also tell people, if you think... We get like like we said. One of the cops says in the film, "When you get in trouble, you're gonna call Colin Kaepernick, because he ain't gonna respond. A cop is gonna come and do something for you that nobody else is willing to do. And the movie is a dedication to the people that are willing to strap on that blue no matter what, knowing that police commissioners aren't gonna back them. That you know the mayor is not gonna back them because these people are political and all they care about is covering their butts." But you know what you need as a citizen when somebody breaks into your house, when somebody's threatening to kill you or rape you or rob you or do some harm to you? You want somebody that's willing to stand in the way of that. And that's why we need more dedicated efforts. And, and as I said, I'm not, I don't make any apologies for bad cops. If you're a bad cop, you're a scumbag to me. Say, you're absolutely right. 
and no one hates bad cops more than good cops. Exactly. The, the big lie that people tell each other is that we don't tell on each other. We don't do anything about it. I've actually had to arrest police in my career. Now, granted, it wasn't for anything horrendous, but it's not fun. It's not something you want to do, you ever want to do. But if it's between me and you, and you are doing something highly illegal, I guarantee you, I'm going to put cuffs on you, and I'll take you in. I don't yeah. care. And you've got internal affairs. You've got citizen exactly. review. As I said, there's oversight for you. There's no oversight for the criminal element. Who's, who's, the, what review board is there for Mookie who's out there dealing drugs and he will come and shoot you or kill you, or, you know, or, or the person that's just out there robbing people for no reason? What, who's, who's the review for them? Nobody. It's the people who are, again, held hostage in their own neighborhoods. And that's what they have to deal with. And by the way, I've had drug dealers that I've arrested many times actually say to me, this guy's here, he's from the east side, he's got a gun, and he's here to shoot someone. Can you help? One of the questions I get all the time is, how can I show my support for law enforcement? Well, we're all busy. You probably can't go to a protest march. You probably can't go picket somewhere. But there's something very simple you can do with Facebook. When you see a post that you agree with, that you like, share it to your page. It's just that simple. Think of it this way. Facebook has about 2 billion registered users worldwide. So you can make a difference. And one of the best places to find great posts about law enforcement our Facebook page. Do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Click like and follow. And when you see posts that you like, you agree with, especially episodes of the radio show and podcast, be sure to share it on your social media. Again, do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Be sure to click like and follow. And then show your support by sharing. We're talking with Kevin Jackson, host of the Kevin Jackson Show, syndicated talk show, also producer of The Bleeding Blue Movie. This is the Law Enforcement Day Show. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-451-8603. 800-451-8603. That's 800-451-8603. Are you buried in credit card debt or student loan debt? Learn how to reduce your debt to a fraction of what you owe. Call now for free advice. 800-709-4389. 800-709-4389. That's 800-709-4389. Return conversation with Kevin Jackson, host of the Kevin Jackson syndicated talk radio show, also producer of the movie, the Bleeding Blue movie. Kevin, before we forget in more time, where can people get the movie, get more information about it? So go to bleedingbluemovie.com, and here's what I'll tell anybody that listens that watches the film. 
If this isn't one of the best documentaries you've ever had, send me a note, to, to, and, and you can get to me through JJ. can tell you how to get to me, and I'll refund your money. This movie's amazing. And at bleedingbluemovie.com, we talk about why did, when did this, this attack on the cops really start to happen? And we delve into it. We give you information about, we, we went to every major area, Cleveland where Tamir Rice was shot, and Baltimore where Freddie Gray was shot, St. Louis where Michael Brown Jr. was shot, and so on. And we have cops throughout. We, we went to column, I mean, uh, the movie theater in Colorado where the people got shot. We talked to police in all these different areas to get their point of view, things that you will never see anywhere else. And there's some bombshells, if you will, about Ferguson that nobody knows that we reveal in the film. So, and there's an arc, by the way, of a guy's name is Clifton. By the, we, we start with the movie there and we end with Clifton. And, and, and these, are, these are things that will move you. I promise you, you will laugh, you will cry, you will feel such a kinship for the good police, the good law enforcement officers out there who do their jobs right. But you will also understand that it's a tough job. Psychologically, some of these guys can't handle it and they lose it. And America's got to deal with that. But it's a fair assessment of how it's done. And it will be one of the best documentaries of any type that you've ever seen. By the way, I've seen the trailer for it. Uh, Kevin Sorbo does a lot of your voiceover work. It's very well done. Uh, And I personally want to see the whole thing. Well, I'm going to get you a link. I'll get you a link so you can watch it so you can go back on and tell people about the film uh, because we want to get it out there. We want what we also have is a a give a cop a ticket, which is kind of a joke. But for the average citizen that wants to give a cop a ticket, they can give you a ticket to see the show. And we have we probably have, I don't know, at least 300 tickets to give out to law enforcement for free that people have paid for. So we're happy to do that, but I want people to watch it because we need millions of people to see this film so they can get away from this nonsense about what policing is. And, and let me tell you, the media is not going to help you. No. The media is going to com- continue to push defund the police because that's their narrative. They, they, they want people to believe that the world is safer without that, that buffer zone between us and criminals known as law enforcement. How did you... Get get active in this. Uh, people would think from the narrative that's expressed by Hollywood, the media, social media, that a black man in America can't be pro-police. Yeah. Well, okay, so first of all, as I said, my interaction with police has mostly been through guns and hoses. And while I'm a judge, you know, generally because I'm a mar- former, well, I'm a martial artist. I'm not a former martial artist, but I was a former fighter. And... I got, you know, you get into the community and things like that, and, and you know good cops, and you know a few bad cops. Right. And so what happened was one of my friends said, he, he was one of my benefactors, he says, Kevin, can you write a book that maybe can help save lives, change the ideas in the black community about policing? I said, man, I'm booked out. I've written three best-selling books. And it's a lot of work. You got to, you know, sequester, you got to quarantine and you got to just put your thoughts in the, and it takes a while. And it's a lot. I mean, it's just a lot of work. I said, but I'll make a movie. He goes, you ever made a movie? I said, no, but if Hollywood can do it, it can't be that tough. <laughs> if they can do it, I could do it. Right. So I called Sorbo. I said, hey, man, you want to be a part of it? Uh, Kevin played Hercules, for those of you who may not know him. Kenny Latimer was one of my friends when I was working at Fox News. I worked for Fox News for three years until I got fired uh, for a tweet where I called the Kavanaugh accusers lying 
And long story short, Kenny had already had some ideas around it. Kevin was game, so we put it together. And, and uh, I cha- I produced it. I changed the narrative of what we were, the the arc, if you will, of the film. And I said, you know what? This will save lives. If we, if if hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people watch this film, it will save lives. But more importantly. Let me tell you, we, we, we four-walled this movie in six theaters, meaning we paid for it to be shown and invited people to come, and mostly law enforcement. One theater, law enforcement, was completely free. We, we'd already paid for the tickets. A sponsor paid for all their tickets. I sat in that lobby as, as big police officers and, and, and other sheriffs came out crying, hugging me, Kevin, thank you so much. Just in tears. They couldn't even speak. We have them on camera. Their wives coming out, mouths quivering because they can't speak. Their kids coming out thanking us, telling us I would have never known what my dad or my mom did for a living until I watched this film. And that was so much satisfaction, man. I could, there, you, there's not enough money for you to pay me. To, to, to reenact that feeling that I got is every one of these guys were hugging me and crying, man, just little, like little babies, just hugging me tight, thanking me, you know, talking about the PTSD that they still suffer from and the, the things that they remember that they can't get out of their heads and how much they want, they're so happy that somebody took the time to document their lives and what they did. Some of them retired, some of them still on the force. There is no amount of money for that, man. So I was proud to make it. As I said, when, when one of the guys who donated to the film, he came back from um, the Bahamas or somewhere, and, he, and he, he and his wife, they watched it. He came out with this look on his face of just, I don't even know what to say. And the first thing out of his mouth was this, Kevin, I didn't give you enough money. Because he gave me 2500 bucks to, to, as a, to help make the film. And he's a very wealthy guy. And he felt embarrassed that he didn't give me more money because he thought it was a masterpiece. His next words were, this was a masterpiece. Wow. So when I tell you, I don't have to do anything. None, if you know anything about my brand, the Kevin Jackson Show, the BlackSphere.net, SeekingEducationalExcellence.org, UnhyphenatedAmerica.org, BleedingBlueMovie.com. Nothing that we do is halfway. It is done to perfection. And so when you see this film, you will tell others. That's how good it is. There had to be a point in your life, because you're not an old guy, where you decided, all right, I'm going to go head-to-head with the big Hollywood media elites, and I'm going to tell people the truth as I see it. What inspired you to do that? So what happened was, as a former management consultant and a guy that has four black belts and was a professional fighter, what you, you get tired of is you get tired of people lying. And you're used to confronting. And, I, you know, I don't, you know, police are much the same way, law enforcement. You know, you confront. That your job is to confront. Detectives go, that's a lie. I, I can prove that. So I thought everybody was that way. And I, I thought everybody told the truth. Hollywood is full of liars. Yeah. Hollywood will make a story because the popular sentiment is don't like cops. They make anti-cop stories. It's really that simple. 
if, if the sentiment changes, they'll make something different. So I said, okay, Hollywood's a lie. The media is a Social media is a lie. The, the media is a lie. There are many people in this country who are willing to lie to your face. They, I'll give you a perfect example right now. People may not like this, but I'm going to make it political. If you believe that Joe Biden is millions of votes more popular than 2008 Barack Obama, who was a rock star, you're lying to yourself. Lying Joe Biden got the most votes of any candidate, candidate in, in history. history? Are a you guy that me? nobody wanted to see that he couldn't get 20 people to, uh, uh, to any of his rallies? It's ridiculous. So what happened with Hollywood was I said, okay, look, we're losing the culture battle. So number one, I'm going to make a pro-cop film and challenge them because I'm going to tell the truth. And I, and I make no bones about bad cops. We talk about it in the film. So I'm telling you the truth. Number two, I started a site, it's not up and ready yet, called the Flick Fest, which is a streaming site. We're, we're featuring independent filmmakers who do not get a shot in Hollywood, again, because if you don't make a film where Supergirl is a lesbian, nobody in Hollywood wants to touch you. It's got to make the black person the good guy, the white person's got to be the bad guy, or a woman has to be the heroine, no, for whatever reason. How about we just make good movies and tell good stories? Yeah, how about uh, we tell and the I truth. don't care what they involve. How about if, we do this? If, if someone goes into Columbine and shoots a whole high school, they get press all over the world. People know their names. Yet you have everyday men and women who, who do outstanding things to help people daily, and no one knows who they are. Yeah, well, there's, like I said, there's, there's so many examples, and that's a perfect example. But what about, you know, somebody can go in and shoot somebody, uh, shoot three people at a, at a business, and it's big news. But in Chicago, 16 people can be killed over the weekend, and you don't even hear about it. People can be killed in one family at a gathering, and people act like it's business as usual in Detroit or Cleveland or Cincinnati or wherever. We're going to have to wrap it up for today. i got to have Kevin Jackson back on this show again in the future. Uh, thank you so much for being a guest, and uh, I appreciate it very, very much. Anytime, Jay. Glad to be with you, brother. One of the most frequent questions we see is, where can I find great podcasts? Do you have any suggestions? Yes, we do. So we decided to start our own podcast network on Law Enforcement Today. That's right. You can find top podcasts about law enforcement on our website and our free app. Go to letradioshow.com, click the Be Heard tab, and there you'll find the LET Podcast Network. We'll be adding more podcasts from first responders and more. Again, to find the Law Enforcement Today Podcast Network, go to letradioshow.com and click on the Be Heard in our menu. Or download our free app today at letradioshow.com. I'd like to thank our guests so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today show. We've got another great guest heading your way next week. Don't miss it. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya. See ya.